You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums. You must hear before you die. For this episode, we'll be talking about Led Zeppelin, physical graffiti. On the line, I got Rob. Hello! And, hey! And John. Yep! Physical Graffiti is a six-studio album by the English rock band Led Zeppelin. It was released as a double album on the 24th of February, 1975, by the group's record new record label, Swan Song Records. The producer was Jimmy Page, and the genre is rock. And I'm going to read from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Led Zeppelin returned from a nearly two-year hiatus in 1975 with a double album, Physical Graffiti, their most sprawling and ambitious work. Where Led Zeppelin 4 and Houses of the Holy integrated influences on each song, the majority of tracks on Physical Graffiti are individual stylistic workouts. The highlights are when Led Zeppelin incorporates influences and stretched out into its own new stylistic territory, most notably on the tense Eastern influence Kashmir. Trampled underfoot with John Paul Jones' galloping keyboard is their best funk metal workout, while Houses of the Holy is their best attempt at pop. And Down by the Seaside is the closest they've come to country. Even the heavier blues, the 11-minute In My Time of Dying, the tightly wound custard pie, and the monstrous epic The Rover are louder and more extended and textured than their previous work. Also, all of the heavy songs are on the first record, leaving the rest of the album to explore more adventurous territory. Whether it's the acoustic tracks or grandiose but quiet epics like the affecting 10 Years Gone, the second half of Physical Graffiti feels like the group is cleaning the vaults out, issuing every little scrap of music they set to tape in the past few years. That means that the album is filled with songs that aren't quite filler, but don't quite match the peak of the album either. Still, even these songs have their merits. Sick Again is the meanest, most decadent rocker that they ever recorded, and the folky acoustic rock and roll of Boogie With Stew and Black Country Woman may be tossed off, but they have a relaxed, off-the-hand charm that Zeppelin never matched. It takes a while to sort out all the music on the album, but Physical Graffiti captures the whole experience of Led Zeppelin at the top of their game better than any of their other albums. All right, what do we think of... Led Zeppelin, physical graffiti. Uneven. I concur. Uneven is what you say. It is uneven. My it, feelings on this album are complica- complicated. Go into it, Ben. Riff. Tell me what why they're complicated. Well. Because Zeppelin rules. Well, Ze- well, Zeppelin does rule. And 
that is a lot of my plus side. (laughs) (laughs) Zeppelin rules. Zeppelin does rule. And there's some really good material on this record. If you like Zeppelin, which I do. And I I know that like uh, Robert Plant has called it. He he considers it like the, the high water mark of their career. And I can kind of see his reasoning to, to call it that. And it's, it's valid reasoning. Like that, you know, that they're exploring a lot of stuff. They're getting further away from just ripping off blues songs. They are stretching, but I don't know. It, it, it is quite uneven. And when I read that, that in the initial uh, sessions that they recorded, they had almost three album sides of material uh, accumulated from their original recording sessions and then, you know, a band is set with uh, with an executive decision. Do you cut material and have a tight two sides or do you add material and have a double album? And they chose to dig back into their catalog and revive stuff that had been scrapped from other recording sessions and revive it for this one. Although I would never recommend a band to do that, you know, Led Zeppelin is a good enough band with deep enough recording sessions that it doesn't come necessarily come across as filler, but it also doesn't come across as a cohesive album at no point during the two sides. Am I, am I like scratching my ass waiting for it to be done, but I'm also not on the edge of my seat excited where I, where I've been on other Led Zeppelin albums, you know? Yeah. I think they were excited too when they realized they had enough material to do a double album to stretch out because they had seen the, what happened with Exile on Main Street, what the Beatles were doing. It was a, even Quadrophenia, it was sort of even a statement piece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a sort of statement piece that they, you know, they had always gotten bashed by the British press and they said, you know, we, we want something to sort of represent this, a, cold narrative of Led Zeppelin, good or bad, I think. And they could have done a, they could have done a lot worse. This really does kind of, st- and they, they've, they've dug back five years for stuff from this. They're getting stuff from three. They're getting stuff from four. They're getting stuff from house of the Holy. It really kind of is a Led Zeppelin retrospective of the last half decade without digging up anything that anyone already had access to. Like they're not rehashing stuff that people already have on an album or, or a greatest hits or whatever. This is, if you're, if you're a listener in 1975, this is 100% new material of the last five years of Led Zeppelin, which is cool, but I just think it's not tight. Yeah. As, it, as I want. <clears throat> it's cool. But at the same time, like there's a reason why this shit hit the cutting room floor. Right. And for it to come out on a, like, and Birch and I were talking about this a little bit, like not too long ago, just like the idea that there weren't like B side box sets back at this particular point in time. So like uh, with the knowledge that that exists now, like thinking about how for how all of us were just like, man, like there's not a bad song on this record. This is a perfect fucking record. Like, you know, a like from a to Z. And I can't say that with this record. Um, Unfortunately, um, and the worst part about it for me was like, like we, we'd been prepping for for this for a minute because uh, the uh, COVID nineteen quarantine thing hit, and so like 
I'm listening to all of the other records that we're getting ready to do, which would be the Noi record, be the Dictators, and it would be uh, the Eno record. So I have those three records. I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to Zeppelin now. And fucking Custard Pie comes on, and I'm like, this sounds dated as shit, and I fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And it took a minute, like, you know, we... Going going back like and listen to it on its own merits, and I still think Custard Pie is a shitty song. I don't know why people like that song. I love it. Really, yeah. it's just a, oh, it's a man. solid rocker. I mean, is I guess though? yeah, Ugh. it's a well, it's the drumming. It's a lot of it is that that drumming, uh, and just sort of riding on the two and the four. You know, it's 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 an offbeat with his Jimmy Page's guitar and I just I just love that I stuff. I think it stinks. I think the rover is a fucking banger. The rover um, has a really cool guitar line. Bam boom bam boom bam boom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, ultimately like uh, the, the, there's like one super good record on this and it's a it, it, the, sorry, there there is a brilliant great record on all of these things and there's a good double record. Um and I, I don't know. Uh, I'm glad that I had enough time to go back and just listen to this record by itself on its own merits because it, it, it's not bad at all. It's not bad in any way, shape, or form. Um, but God damn it! Like, like we're, we're listening to in, in my time of dying right now, and like, it's a, what, what is this? Eleven minutes? Yeah, twelve minutes? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't do anything that I give a fuck about until four minutes oh, I in. Love it. It's the blues. I love it. yep. Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's I agree with Bobby. Exactly. At four minutes, it gets cool. Oh, it, it, so it gives me the blues for four minutes and then it gives me something <laughs> I like. So All you're right. saying it's successful. I guess. A blues song Johnson's. gives you the blues. <laughs> so was Houses of the Holy originally on Houses of the Holy? And they cut it, it was recorded for those sessions, which begs the question. How would the title track of an album be cut on the left on the cutting room floor? And if it is, why not change the title of the album? You could say the same thing for it Sheer Heart Attack. Cool. I mean, it's an in joke. It's a. There were a couple bands who did that at the time. It's an in joke only after the fact, no, though, right? I mean, if they had never, if they had never released, if they had never had to dig into their 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 old. Uh, dredges of of studio cuts for physical graffiti would the would the song houses of the holy originally intended for house of the holy ever have seen the light of day I don't they think said it sounded too much like one of the other songs on houses of the holy um and so they scrapped it so cut the other song because this one's actually called houses of the holy <laughs> or you could just call it how i mean you you don't have to be so literal with your song titles right (laughs) or whatever the other song is call the album that mike just popped on there that's so weird yeah sometimes it gets weird yeah so i I mean you have a pedal that you're hitting (laughs) do we we oh man that's giving me ideas (laughs) i mean but we think i mean i think on on the devil's advocate side of this is the cost of finding songs like houses of the holy and allowing for space for new stuff like cashmere the cost that you pay for it is sweeping up all, some of this other dusty shit that maybe doesn't hit. I think it hits though. I, I you think I all think of it, it hits. You love it all. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I like the it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's the from a business perspective, they made the right call. 
This was the the very first album to go platinum on advance orders alone. <laughs> it went sixteen times platinum. So yeah, I mean they made their the they made that part the the market yeah definitely validated their choices. But I think that they have it's one of those things where I'm I appreciate it because I think that it gives enough room for Led Zeppelin to say okay we did our. We've done this sort of blues stuff. We love creating this rock and roll, this blues, this 11 minute, um, you know, in my time of dying, the sort of remix or remake of 1927 Blind Willie Johnson song, which I, I love that song. But the. Is that the original year for In My Time of Dying? 27? Yeah, it's Jesus Make uh, make Up My Dying Bed. My yeah, right. And then Bob Dylan okay. cover on his first album that no one listened. Well, yeah, it's, listened. it's an old blues theme that's been repeated many times. Yeah, I just didn't realize it was as old as yeah. 27. And then I think what happened, though, is they got not got it out of their system, but they said, oh, well, we have all this. Now we want to put more of the folk thing. They were influenced by Neil Young, so they wanted to do Down by the Seaside. And it's just getting more, it's giving me a different uh, aspect of Led Zeppelin that I probably wouldn't have got because they would have just cut it off. They would have just said, all right, fine. If it was a CD, you know, they would have just said, all right, here's the the total length. And they, they wouldn't have given those other elements. I don't think it's bad. I don't think there's any sort of, I don't think they're like sweeping up things. I think things are good ideas. But maybe you're right. It's not as cohesive. It's not a completely strong album where it's just front to back. Every single song feels like it should belong. The songs don't belong. As a listener and a Led Zeppelin fan, I'm glad to have access to this stuff off of off of older recording sessions. You know, in the world we live in now, that all of this stuff, had it not been on physical graffiti, probably would have been released on some kind of B-sides compilation or or another. As a Zeppelin fan, it is nice to have all of this material here. It's good stuff. I am going to say it's this, just, It's just not a tight record. I'm going to say this uh, sick again is a fucking horrible song. Sure, it's gross sure. and, t- and just <laughs> it's absolute crap. It well, fucking boogie sucks. With stew. I really so, don't need boogie with stew. You mean the Batman boogie, which is also uh, crap. Boogie with stew Most is, boogies are the Batman mm. boogie. <laughs> so Rob, would you say just get rid of side four entirely? I think the wonton song was good. It's got a cool riff, but I didn't really think there was much else to it. I would. I, the wonton song. Wonton. <laughs> wonton song. The, uh, Tom Morello's influence for Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, he said before um, that's 
that had a major influence on him. Just yeah. straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Is it wonton or wanton? Wanton. Wonton, like at the restaurant? Yes. Man, I want some wonton on right now. <laughs> hey guys, remember when restaurants were open? And you could go in and sit down and eat. That was you could cool. eat not at your house or in your car. Man, what a what a time we lived in. I will say, Luxury. Uh, I don't know where it falls on the record because I didn't put these side breaks in my notes, but uh, in the light. That's track side three. one, side yeah. three. Okay. I like in the light. I feel like that is, I can hear Led Zeppelin stretching as a, as a band, you know, like not falling back on, on, uh, old, old formula. So they know that work, not covering old blues songs. I feel them kind of progressing as a band, trying new things, stretching a bit uh, on what people, people recognize as a Led Zeppelin sound. And I, I think it, it works. You know, there's definitely, there's, there's different sections of the song. It feels like, like, a few sections glued together, but I, I don't think that it, that it hurts for that. I, 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 I like in the light and I see in the light as kind of like Led Zeppelin showing like, this is Led Zeppelin now and to come. Whereas other songs on this album are kind of like, you like Led Zeppelin? Well, then you'll love this Led Zeppelin song by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. No, honestly, Ben, I, I think that uh, side C is the strongest of all of the uh, the sides, which is weird because it doesn't have. Where does houses, side C? Uh, it, so it starts at in the light. Where does side C finish? T- yeah, ten, 10 years, years gone. gone. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, that's that's a great side. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the most solid side. And, but that's I mean, my that, side right there. N- not to say that you know fucking houses of the holy trampled underfoot and cashmere on side B aren't. Isn't so just the, one of the like I'm a B boy. So wait, side, side B is tracks four, five, and six. That's side yeah, B. That's side B. Okay, well, that's your radio. Yeah, side B is your radio side. Side C though is the side for me. Yeah, me too. I, 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 so sure. if physical graffiti was just sides B and C, I would think it was Ooh. like one of the best albums ever. You know? yeah, right? <laughs> like, going going back to a little bit what I was saying though, I think that side one starts off as this is traditional like this is what you're thinking when you think Led Zeppelin side two is more transitional bringing in the things that they were doing with houses of the holy and and cashmere. And then side three is like, it's progressing. It's, it's taking each of these. But it's not even progressing. It's going back to three. And can we, can we skip in our cans? Can we skip to trampled underfoot? Because is that song disco? It was very influenced by, you know, who, Stevie Wonder. It's funky. It's definitely funky, but is it but is it disco? It's pushing it, man. It's it's funk. I don't know. I'm if gonna you... do some disco as soon as I hear that song in my cans, I'm gonna do some disco dances. It's that was it was influenced by superstition, man. They heard that song and they're, <laughs> they're like, this is it. Yeah, that, uh, it's, it's it's disco. <laughs> and then it was picked up by uh who what was that band in the two thousands? Uh, take me out. This is very superstitious now that you mentioned Oh, dude, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, no, it's very Franz Ferdinand. Absolutely. Yep. I really like Trampled Underfoot, by the way. <laughs> I, I, it may it may or may not be disco, and I love it. They played it all the time, I guess. It's one of their staples of the of their uh, shows. What was not a staple, though, is Houses of the Holy. They never played that song. <laughs> Which is the only song of theirs to feature something that sounds like cowbell, and it fucking rocks. <laughs> 
Yeah, trampled under fuzz. I wasn't into it at first, but uh, white people like, can shake yeah. their butts to trampled underfoot. <laughs> they sure can. It tells them exactly where the beat is. Now, now, yeah. now, now. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right. Did you want to talk about the the album cover? Uh, they're doing the same thing as they did on In, three. The sort of. The, Oh yeah, they were they were going for the die cut, and die isn't cut. that the the reason? So one of the reasons that it went platinum on advance orders alone is because it kept on getting pushed back. Like there there was there was at least one or two songs that had been released to radio, but the album was not available yet because of setbacks with the artwork. So it's partially because of that that it went platinum before it was even available. I don't know why there were so many setbacks with the artwork for being a die cut album. It still seems fairly straightforward. I I guess it's complicated in that it's what the cover is a squared off New York brownstone. So you have all these windows that face the front, right? Yeah. yeah, Two symmetrical buildings, right? And mirror images of each other. And then you've got four different inserts for the four different discs that you can place in the windows to make different images. Yeah, depending on which insert you put in or which side of the insert is facing forward, you've got different images in the open windows of the die cut apartment buildings. I mean, that's and not yeah, cool. yeah, I get it. I just don't know why like the album had to be pushed back for so long because it seems like a fairly straightforward request to 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 a designer. It was nominated for a Grammy. It's hard to line those up for sure. It's Oh yeah, yeah. It definitely got to spend a day doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that there were Grammys <laughs> for covers of albums? I did not uh, know that. Uh, yeah. uh, for packaging. I think packaging. there still is. Yeah. There was it was nominated for a Grammy for best cover, but it lost to whom? To Honey by the Ohio Players, which just has a oh, that, sexy there's, yeah, there's Playboy sexy Playmate butt, holding a jar of honey. Yeah, I think it's yeah. all, it's no butts on the front, but like a, almost a boob on the front. And that's going to win every time. I think time. it's a yeah. gatefold, and if you unfold it, there's honey on that butt. There you go. <laughs> How can you compete with honey on that butt? You want a Grammy? There you go. <laughs> if, if you, you want a Grammy for packaging? Seriously, Ohio players fucking won? I know that record cover. Yeah, I mean, they I mean won, it's enticing. I- it, 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 as a 13-year-old, it made me pick it up. But it, well, I don't, it's not pushing, breaking any boundaries. And I feel like that dichotomy is kind of how I feel about this album. So As a things I like, old, you pick it up. Well, no, like things I like and are easy and like right there and they're a hundred percent good. Naked stuff and honey done. The other side is like, okay, this is complex. Some parts of it are cool. It's very interesting. There's a lot of different things going on, but are all of the things good? Maybe not. That's, that's just me. Yeah. It's uneven. Yeah, Man, first, I don't mind things cashmere yeah, go straight into in the light. Yeah. I, I could go the rest of my days without listening to cashmere. It's a great song, but I can't disassociate it from that Puff Daddy, yeah. uh, Godzilla, like, come with me, Godzilla song. Where he ruined Jimmy, it. Well, Jimmy Page fucking showed up at the MTV Music Awards playing guitar on that, he and I like, red. and that's where I kind of like stopped caring about Led Zeppelin, which is so sad because Cashmere is such an amazing song. It is such a good song. Yeah. It's so new. It's so interesting. It's and so simple, though, too. I'm surprised that it took so long for that concept. It, it's is it just is is it 
it's in six, so it's fun, I guess. Yeah. And and they had an orchestra play on. It. Yeah, and the, they did the same thing with the uh, the drums at Headley Manor, where they recorded them in that big room. They got all the reverb. The same going drums on, so as uh, when the levee breaks. Big big drums. Yep. Yeah, they once they dialed that in on uh, four, they they went crazy. They thought that that was the best, which yeah, it is. They were absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> They're right. But yeah, when I, um, when I put this on my phone, uh, because the, the, the way it split up for me is there's two albums. Like there, there's uh sorry, sorry, there's, there's CD one CD two. Um, and when I imported it, I originally had, I was like listening to the, uh, the second side first. Oh, and then so. go, going back into it. So like when it hit my ears, like, and I was kind of feeling it was this <laughs> was a uh, side C. Um, and then it was like, but you thought it was the first so side. You yeah. thought it started within the light. Yeah, wow. I did. And I, I was like, man, they're the stretching. This is fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that should have been good. I, I don't hate custard pie, but man, if you're trying to, to, if you're trying to to evolve, start within the light. It's true. That would have been a good start. That's a yeah. That yeah, you're right. I I would have never thought about that, but that would be a this this side would be a really interesting way to start it off, and then maybe go into your rock stuff on side. Yeah, two yeah. Or introduce three. us to this new. Introduce us via the stretch, and then bring us home with the stuff that that we're familiar with. That'd be cool. I'm into it. I, if if I shoulda woulda. <laughs> hey, we can <laughs> we can do it. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> so what you'd go you'd go three two one four. At least start with three. Uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Or, I, 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 four should stay where it is because it should be the last thing you. Yeah. The thing that you're like ah okay I'm done. Yeah four. <laughs> I I agree though it does drop off like boogie with stew um. I mean, I get what they're going for and, and that kind of stuff, but it, it does seem to to. How about it, it three, one, two, four? Go. So side three, side three, going into custard pie, then the rover, then my time of dying, going into house of the holy, trampled underfoot, cashmere. You got your hits right there on side three. And then you go into side four where people start to lose their focus. Man, I'll do the renegade cut. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> I mean, depending on depending on how this thing was sequenced, because you know, sometimes they 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 stack the vinyl records where where you can put it in in the automatic machine. Yeah. It might be set up. Oh, you're like right. Because it'd Having- be one one, three, two, four on some yeah. on some if if it was Spliced that yeah. way. Yeah, so that, that record that's got three on one side and two on the other, if it's set up like that, dude, throw the other record out the window <laughs> if you want. No. Because because the record that's got sides three and side two on it is the record no that you way. need. And starting off within the light would be amazing. I mean, this dude, is Dude, I wish this album opened within the light. Yeah. It should it should end too within my time of dying. Mm. It should. That would be yeah. a great closer. It's 11 minutes and it would, I mean, it, I know you guys think it goes on too long, but it's an epic, you know, it, it's hearkening back to a, a old blues and it's providing something 
interesting and it gets I feel like it gets into an epic space. Man, we're listening to Into the Light right now, right around the three minute mark. It gets in this cool groove. I love this groove. And then before I even get sick of this groove, right around four, four minutes and 20 seconds, it gets into to yet another groove. Yep. I like it. No, I think I, I was I was so like I became so excited with this record, like off of like man zeppelin's really fucking doing a new thing because i thought it was track one side one i mean they still are they just buried it i know but yeah. it's not buried i mean, I mean side three dude the whole second record <laughs> it, well, didn't, it didn't make it onto the first disc so so regardless of good. the length of your album the first song after the halfway point is your banger should be yes mm-hmm. absolutely. should be your banger so and they this, follow the Zeppelin this, rule. Well, th- this album has more than one banger. Oh, but it's got I th- many. But, just keep saying banger. But I think, well, <laughs> and, and I'm going do, to. Do, is, there a, find... is there a better word for banger, Birch? <laughs> rocker? But it's not Rocker's necessarily a rocker to banger. be a banger. You can be <laughs> a rocker, <laughs> but not be a banger. <laughs> Custard pie is a rocker, not a banger. Not a banger. <laughs> and you can also be a Excuse banger without me. being a rocker. There are some mellow ass ELO Actually, songs uh, that yeah, are bangers. I don't know if you guys, but can they do read not it, rock. But custard pie is crap. Um, and then no. we have the rover is a banger. Banger, <laughs> yeah. The rover is a banger. Oh man, I'm so Total glad banger. that we all respect the same definition of banger. <laughs> I, I love this song. This song's this great. In the light, man. Yeah. I think it's, it's the tent pole of the record. I think it holds it up. You will find the road. You will find the hits on the record but i think the album needs this like epic multi-transitional rocker in the middle of it just to kind of keep the whole thing afloat people think of uh what cashmere when they think of this absolutely album, yeah probably. that would be the number one i okay. think that's the only song they oh I, the the people trampled who enjoy custard pie, rock radio man yeah trampled underfoot is another one yeah you're right houses of the holy too. house of the holy houses yeah the holy. um that this thing is peppered. Those are all. Uh, true. Those are all on side two. <laughs> hey, I. So when they played this, the songs of this album live, when they would play Ten Years Gone," Jimmy Page had a three neck guitar because his double neck guitar was the six string and the twelve string. He got a three neck guitar that also had a mandolin on it. <laughs> which, <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> That poor yes. tech. <laughs> that poor fucking tech. Because you know there were at least four of them, like <laughs> in the back, that some poor bastard had to tune all three over. All twenty six of these yes. strings. <laughs> <laughs> 
is my math right? I think it's 26. Six plus 12 plus eight. Yeah, yeah. 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 I did want to mention that the cover is also featured in the video for the Rolling Stones Waiting on a Friend, which I thought was really interesting. Also, this was the time when Kenneth Anger was talking to, had met Jimmy Page while they were both bidding on the same Alster Crowley artifact (laughs) (laughs) and uh uh they became friends and he asked jimmy page if uh kenneth anger asked jimmy page if he would do the music for lucifer rising um and he lived in his uh one of his houses i think it was but uh yeah i i mean i love lucifer rising so i want that jacket i really want that to happen i want to be skinny enough fit in that jacket (laughs) yeah Absolutely. Uh, also, they were obviously influenced by Neil Young, Down by the River for Down by the Seaside. Yeah. Can, oh, we, and can we get that one in our hands right now? I want to hear some Down the by the Seaside. There. Yeah. <laughs> I think Brun Your R is a great song. But yeah, I love it, man. Down by the Seaside is like... It makes sense that Brun Your R is off of three. Yeah, Neil by Way of the Burrito Brothers, I think. That tremolo, though. Are we are we sure that uh was it Randy Kershaw's not <laughs> not creeping around poking poking Jimmy Snake Jimmy Page like an like he's an alligator? <laughs> pretty spooky. It's pretty spooky. I when I heard this too, I was I was, I was a little like man. That's on the nose. It's guys. a band that I like sounding like another band that I like. And I'm and I'm fine with I it. I know. <laughs> like this, yeah. this 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 track was a standout for me. <laughs> I like Led Zeppelin. I love Neil Young. If Led Zeppelin is inspired by Neil Young, I'm probably gonna like that song. <laughs> yeah, it, it is interesting to to see a band that you really love also be inspired by another band that you love and and their take on it. I guess. Because it's not the I think it exact works. Same. Oh yeah, I think they make it work, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I love it. I di- I didn't I didn't put together the the Neil Young reference until you called it out, and like many things now, I can't unhear it. Hirsch was Night Flight a uh, like a nighttime uh, USA kind of like uh, scary movie thing at one point in time. Night. Gallery is what you're thinking of. That Night was a gallery, spinoff you know, of the I, Twilight Zone in the 80s. Or maybe I thought late someone 70s. may have taken the name Night Flight and done that with it. And I was, I was hoping that it was named after something, but apparently not. I, there might be a, a, a movie. that This one is yeah. actually ba- this is a, the, about the Vietnam War. About people uh, dodging the draft for the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Man, I like halfway through the song, though, where they just drop that backbeat. In 10 years, or... Uh, down by the seaside and, and down by the seaside. Yeah. yeah. We're listening to it right now. Yeah. It starts out all loosey goosey, Neil Youngy, And they just, then they just drop that beat in there and it, and it, and it fits like a, like a damn glove, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like the tempo change. I love how John Bonham gets a lot of writing credit on this record because he was, uh, taking the time to figure out how to do the multimeter things and like make shit work, Good uh, on which wasn't working beforehand and how, uh, even though I'm not the biggest fan of in my time of dying uh, with the, with the length, like you can hear him at the end, like 
coughing on it and be like, oh, that's the one, right? Is that John? That's John Bottom coughing <laughs> and be like, oh, that's going to be the one, right? <laughs> and yeah, it, it turned out it was because that drum beat, like for the breakdown, I still haven't quite figured out how to count that. Um, it's so good, though. Yeah. It's so good. Man, honestly, like the, the, this, this record is fucking great. I wish I could count sober as well as John Bonham can count drunk. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Smoking three packs of Marlboros and just fucking 30 beers deep and still like right where it needs to be. He lives in that pocket, man. That's just that's just his home. And that's why he died. He he passes out drunk and he wakes up in the pocket. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. Uh, So you're giving him a positive, Rob? Yeah. I... I'm a B plus is what is what I give it, which I'm pretty sure is still a positive in in my book. Um, For sure. There's man, you you could throw side four away um, and you you wouldn't miss any of it. But the uh, at the end of the day, I think, uh, yeah, um, it's not it's not House of the Holy and it's not four and it's not three and it's not one. But I mean, it's the two. Is it two? (laughs) No, two. That's two's, number one. Two's my two's my least favorite. Um, no, nah, man, it, it, it's it's a cool record. I I wish that I'd be I'd be way more excited about it had they like trimmed it and made it one. But uh, as is, like it, at least they put like the dookie side at the very end of the record. So there's that. All right. Everybody else on the positive, or anybody else have any qualms? For me, I'm going to give it a positive, but it's going to fall behind those first four for for, for me. Uh, I, I love the, the the songs where they actually are stretching like in the light, and I don't hate that they're throwing back to some of their to some of the the cutting room floor stuff because even that stuff is is really good. When I'm considering it as a standalone album, I'm giving it a positive, but I'm, I'm filing it behind the the first four. I'm agreeing with Ben and Rob. Um... I agree with Rob, especially on just getting rid of all of side four, basically. Um, There's some really cool stretch out stuff that has gotten overplayed and destroyed by Puff Daddy, like Kashmir. Um, You know, it's just sad because it's really, it's really an amazing song. Um, But then in the light, which I don't think has really gotten that much radio play is incredible. Um, You know, there's some amazing stuff on here. So I've got to give it a positive, but I'll be listening to four. (laughs) Yeah, I'm into it. I'm just, a big just like Led Zeppelin a lot um and I really like side one um just for just sort of that stretching out of the old blues taking it into a a different territory it's extending it all these songs you know they'd play different live and that's it's sort of a repetition of what the blues are taking taking the old creating something new out of that sort of that truth uh, that the blues brings. And then, yeah, Cashmere, awesome song. It sounds huge and really cool Moroccan influence uh, guitar work. And yeah, it, it's just, you're right. It is all over the place a bit, but I think people find that interesting. It's the same ideas that the White Album sort of had of all these things rattling around in your head and, and, putting those in one place. I think they probably, if it could be three sides, if 
they would have just been in a modern era and said, this is it. You're right. It would have been a stronger album. There's, there's not a need for every single song, I guess, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is. It's nice to have so. access to those songs, especially considering yeah. a time where B-side compilations were not a thing yet. Yeah, they wouldn't have just thrown those. They, they felt those songs are strong enough to put on an album and not just throw away. Yeah, but, cer- certainly you know. Boogie with Stew, we wouldn't be, uh, <laughs> we'd be remiss. <laughs> Think they things would, wouldn't be quite where they need to be had it not been for, and they would have relieved themselves of the of the lawsuits with uh, Boogie with Stu sounding too much like other old rock and roll songs. Richie Valens, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All you need to do was leave that one on the cutting room floor. All it's, you it's had really to that do. Simple. Man, you know, if if Led Zeppelin, if all Led Zeppelin had ever been was a a a hard rock guitar heavy take on old blues songs. I'd probably still be into Led Zeppelin. If all they did was that, I think that they do that good enough that I think they, they would have earned their place in my listening rotation to, to hear them do more than that is always nice. I, I, I really, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have to drive home. I'm glad I didn't have to drive I'm home. I'm glad. Uh, honestly, I live in the Silver house. Silver lining. <laughs> I'm, I'm sleeping in this house where, where I'm where I'm speaking drunkenly right now. I think, oh. I think Led Zeppelin's a good band, and I think that everything they do is sonically acceptable to my ears. So all my critiques on Led Zeppelin already come from a place of I kind of like what they're doing already. Zeppelin still rocks, even if I'm not going to listen to them all the time. The number one Zeppelin rule is Zeppelin rules. (laughs) Zeppelin does rule. Zeppelin does rock. If Zeppelin was just a blues cover band, they would still rock at just being that. And the fact that they're more than that is even better. So any critique that I put on them, you know, just take it off the top of that. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Next time we'll be talking about Keith Jarrett, the Kuhn concert. (laughs) 